Okay. What time is it now? 7.42. 7.42? It's over. We had to talk. Right? <laughs> it's from 7, 7.30 to 7.41. You missed it, too. It was really good. It was really good tonight. You would have woken up, guaranteed. Yes. Maybe next year. But yeah, might as well drink. Yeah. Sure. All right, well, I'm going to share a little AA-ish way for a little bit, all right? Yes, everyone's Chris, you're an honorary member of AA anyway. So there's the third step, so because the last two days I've gone to meetings and both on this third step. So the third step is like, you know, we make a decision to turn our will and life over to the care of a higher power. So, it sounds all real and good, but let's say you, you're you already under the care of another power. Let's say alcoholism. So you don't you may not know it, but you're, you're already taken, so to speak. Something's already occupied you. And then there comes the idea that you could turn your will and life over to the care of a higher power. And this is just using an imaginary you, but you can't pry it out of the alcoholic's hands, the parasite of alcohol's hand, to turn it over to the higher power. No matter how much you wish and never to do this or to do that, you don't have the juice, so you're still occupied. And then what will happen is you'll entertain the idea of the third step, the spirit of the third step, but from the problem, though. So it will be like, oh, I surrendered... Yeah, and yet you can take it back at any time. So it's not really surrender in a sense. You surrender it. It's sort of like if I was a, I gave a bag of candy. Let's say I was a big, let's say I was a big guy and I gave a bag of candy to a little guy. I said, hold this candy, you know, don't give it to anyone. And then a day later I come back, I want that candy back. I slap around, I get the candy. So this is a lot of the idea that we have of a God or a power that we've surrendered to is a much lesser power than what's occupying us. Yeah? And so the power that occupies us is a very jealous type of God. It will not take it will not allow any other God to be put in front of it. Yeah? So the dilemma is you make a decision to turn your will and life over to the care of higher power, but what made the decision? Yeah, or what has claimed the decision? Because if it's the selfing, which it is going to claim it, your innermost can do it, but the selfing will have a facade or like a mimicking of that event in its mental realm where it claims to be the one who surrendered it. Yeah? So you may really have the innermost open up and then there's a there's like a sober assessment and you surrender, but a, state, a little bit after that, the mental state will claim to be the one who surrendered, because that's its modus operandi, yeah? If you want to look at selfing, just follow the claiming, yeah? Hey, because there's always claiming involved, because something that doesn't have to light, have a life has to claim a life, yeah? If something doesn't have a life and it wants one, it has to claim a life. So it has to take advantage of the possibility that's being offered. So there's, so there's the idea. I'm just going over, just ripping on the third step, all right? You know, recovery. You're in recovery? Yeah. All right, so, all right. so we'll rip on the third step. So we're talking about being preoccupied, or already what we call us has already been occupied by alcoholism, let's say. And it's a power in its own realm, in its own, in its own world, it's the biggest power. It'll make gods up that won't have the power to override its godness, yeah? So, let's say that's in place, and usually if there's an identification as the problem, you don't know that you're identified as the problem. Because you know yourself as the problem has presented you. So, when you go to you, it's the false you that it's made up. So... While you're asking you, when you think you're having an authentic feeling, it's really contrived by the self. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so here it is. So, you reflect on step one and two, which is, you know, I'm powerless over alcohol and my life has become unmanageable. And then to me, the second step of that, uh, uh, we come to believe that a power greater than, uh, than ourselves can restore us to sanity. They're both reflective states. Uh, 
steps. One is reflecting while you were drinking, and the second one, the second step is a reflection of what's happened since you stopped drinking. So if you take the suggestions AA offers and you follow them, what happened with me, I saw I hadn't drank in eight weeks, which, no, I hadn't been able to do that for years. So I came to believe that a power greater than me, and the me is the selfing, the me isn't you. The me is the, is the abstraction of you, and the abstraction of the spirit into a me. That me isn't you. So something, a power greater than myself, has restored me to sanity. Why? Because I'm not getting loaded. And recovery, the first insanity it's talking about, is the insanity that precedes the first drink. It has nothing else to do with the other insanities. They come later. But that's the one that's really, really jackpotting you. Yeah? Because if you, if you have a streak of anger, if you drink and use, you're going to get really angry. If you have a streak of jealousy, if you drink and use, you're up on stalking charges. If you have a, set, a streak of greediness, if you drink and use, you're going to be really fucking greedy. It's going to amplify all the other insanities. Yeah? And yet, when you get rid of that, those insanities, it doesn't seem to affect the insanity that precedes the first drink. Because you can be a Buddhist and you're still a drunk Buddhist. You'll be this, you'll be as drunk this. Yeah? So, this power, this power that we're occupied by, if it's the one, that's why in the book it says, if you look at the, the book as a linear progression, the steps are, obviously, 1 through 12, it says when it's moving into the third step, making this incredible decision, it says first, you've got to quit playing God, and then next which means it comes after recognizing what's playing God, I hope, you know? It comes after that. It doesn't come after making the third the decision. It comes before the decision so that you can have a clarity of what may be claiming making the decision may not be you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And its idea of surrendering is, I surrender as long as it's working or convenient for me, and then I take it back if I run into something important. Like, I want to meet a certain type of girl. I'm not leaving it up to God's... I'm going to go to Match.com. I'm going to get that 5 to 10 blonde, whatever it may be. So it's a whole different ball game, if you see it. You know? So, and very really, to me, that's the, like the biggest unspoken step in the steps, which is quit playing God. Because, all right, so, all right, quit, we know what that means, quit. And the fact is, we can't quit, in a sense, because we're powerless. But the thing is, what's playing God? You know, what does that entail? Where does, where does the playing go on? It goes on in one's head, yes? In other words, it, it, it interprets life from a very skewered position, and then, in a sense, being devoted to that selfing, we become an ardent follower of its takes. So, that's where false evidence can appear real. When we're in that condition of being identified as what we're not, false evidence is appearing real all day. Because we're the initial false evidence that's appearing to be real. Yeah? I'm a body appearing to be all there is. This is as false as you can get. So, false evidence appearing real is just the commonplace condition when the identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a body, is in place. And so when that, that makes a decision to turn its will and life over, it's usually just a situational thing. And then when the situations or the condition change, it believes, it reserves the right to take it back. And you'll hear it in recovery meetings all day and night, where people say, oh, I surrendered, and I took it back. What the fuck's going on? What? Don't you see that's the bigger power? It's not the power you're thinking you're surrendering to, but what you're taking it from, you must be the bigger power than the one you're surrendering to. So now you see, oh, that's playing God. Okay? So quit playing God. How can I do that? Well, we do the steps, basically. The steps will start diminishing the mental state where the playing God is occurring so that the sunlight of the Spirit can become obvious. And once you get hit by the sunlight of the Spirit, that's what you've been looking for. That's what quenches that thirst. That's what eases the irritability, restlessness, and discontent. And then you realize that it has to be a power greater than self. It's not saying a power greater than what you are, because you are that power... That's greater than self. It's only through being identified with the mental idea that you live as if you're weak. 
So now circumstances and situations outshine us all day. We're praying for that person to stop bothering us, or so on and so forth, all based on this premise that's false. Yeah? Okay. So now, so the thing is, like people were sharing today at this meeting, you know, you do the third step, you do the third step, but if you actually start getting it, you'll start living the third step, and one of the things that starts to stop is doing the third step. Because you don't need to do it like, oh shit, help me. You're not in the hallway of shit and fans. You've seen the sign. Oh, I've been down this one before. And you, and you have an immunity to it. So you don't have to have pray to the God that's going to save me from the hallway of shit and fans. Please turn the fan off. Stop that shit. What's making my face move in front of it all day? No, you don't even enter the fray. Yeah? You don't enter the fray because now you're surrendered. Dirt. Just like it says in the step two. Came to believe. It's not, say, coming to believe. We're not in, a, in an infinite process of coming to believe. It says, you came to believe already. It worked on something that nothing ever worked on. So it's worked. You've got the demonstration. Eight weeks, three months, a year. I couldn't stay sober. I couldn't stay out of jail for a week. Yeah. So here's the demonstration. I came to believe. Move on. It's not like, oh, you're going to be in a lifelong process of coming to believe. That's no fucking way. So here, so now you're surrendered, and in a sense, you don't do the third step anymore because you're living the spirit of the third step. And when, when you run into, let's say, a brick wall, then you do the third step, but you infuse it with the spirit, the knowledge that it works. It's not hoping or even believing. You know that it works because it's demonstrated in your life. It, it did for you what no one could do. The state, my mother, enemies, friends. No one could keep me sober. No one could get me sober. The only way I could be sober for an extended period of time is to be institutionalized. So I went into a drug and alcohol program to Lancer Street for two years, and they used to peddle their idea of a success rate, which was 98%, but there was the fine print, you can never leave the Lancer Street. You'll stay sober, but you never leave. You've been, you're institutionalized the rest of your life. You know. Now, that didn't seem like a great solution to me. I liked the sobriety side, but I didn't want to live in a Delancey Street for 40 years. So, this is a whole new ballgame, because when I surrender now, it's a decision I'm making. And then it says, you know, God will do for you what you can't do for yourself, right? As long as you seek it. It's, you know, not finding. But at first, the seeking is a very structured way, which is four through nine. We seek in a very structured way, because at that point, before four through nine does its little magic on us, we have no say. We can't, it's not our life to surrender. We're not in control of it. We're not even close to being the big dog. Something's running the show. So we have to first have that weakened, and then maybe our urge to let go and surrender can be fulfilled with some power. Because I've seen people, the most beautiful soliloquies that they were never going to get drink, drink again. And an hour later, I see them on the streets and they're drunk. Because their decisions have no power behind it. The power of the decision of the third set comes from the four through nine. That's where the power gets installed. And then you can go to meetings and talk about all the variable flavorings of living a life of the third step. But you can't before you get to the fourth, five, six, seven, eight, nine, because you're not freed up. Yeah? You're still, you still have a power greater than yourself, prohibiting any other power greater than it. So you have a, so you don't think you don't think that's so? Look at what they did for people to come in AA. They try to make it so much so easy again. They said it's a power of of your own understanding. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But that's it says in the beginning, and then it says moving forward. In other words, your understanding of that power. Hopefully, we'll get to a point where I don't know, and now you have a, a higher power of its own understanding. And then it becomes revelatory, because you have no idea how it can piece things together and demonstrate 
this magical choreography through you. But you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear when it happens. But it won't make any freaking sense that fits into your logic, because my logic was black and white, either or. Yes or no. It's not like that. It's very inclusive. So this always surprises me. And so as long as I stay in the I don't know, I get to find out. And it is quite revelatory. Because your idea of surrender and peace and understanding is not that idea of surrender, peace, and understanding. Yours always has a couple of hidden clauses in it. Yeah? Your understanding is not based on that power, but on you. Yeah? If you don't keep, keep it on... So when we run into, like, page 84, where it starts talking about a great effect, and it says it will happen with no thought or effort on your part. Your whole premise of how important you are is based on everything having to do with your thought and effort. And yet, in the whole book, from, like, 80-something on, it has nothing to do with you. You're placed in a position of neutrality. It isn't like, oh, you fought through the fucking woods of delusion and you got to that place. You wouldn't fucking recognize neutrality if you're standing right in it because you're standing right in it. Right now. So these things start happening with no, has no regard for you. That's why it's described in 1935 and it fits you perfectly now. Because what's blocking us seemingly, in other words, it can only appear to be true or false to us, what's seemingly blocking us from the sunlight of spirit was the same thing that was blocking Bill W. and Dr. Bob and Gil, Dr. Gill and Cy P and Frank Britt B. All of these people were blocked by the same thing. They're not all different light. It's the same light. But, and also, in our case, it was the same thing that was blocking it. What was blocking us off from the sunlight of the Spirit? Our identification as being what we're not. And therefore, our life, which could be multidimensional in a sense, becomes totally sucked into a mental state. So the living is gone, now it's the thinking about living. Now it's an interpretation. So now, life isn't seen as happening, it's happening to me, which isn't seen. That's a form of looking called self-centeredness. It's a form of looking. There's no seeing involved in it. Its whole point is to cover up the seeing. You're so busy looking, you never freaking see. Because it, when you, if you're going to picture space, you're not going to picture space by vigilantly concentrating on a point. It's when you become diffuse, you pick up the presence. We're looking for a presence as a thing, but no, the presence is no thing. So it's diffuse. Your mind opens up. The aperture doesn't close down. It it opens up. And it will go way past where you think your end point is. There's no stopping it. It just opens up, opens up. And as it's opening up, it just doesn't open up like this. It opens up like this. And then you're seen to be exactly what you are. You're not. You're not that which you were taking yourself to be. Because at that moment, you're seeing this from that. Yeah? Instead of trying to see that from here, you're actually seeing here from there, and there ain't no here. That's the greatest news of all. It's very uncomfortable in mental state. Oh, it loves realizations like this. Oh, it's building up my spiritual resume. Yes, I'm just fucking unbelievable how awake I am and clear. But then, when it moves back, oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't want it to go that far. <laughs> there is no reference point. <laughs> how can I take this ever, how can I take self seriously ever again? You, you actually get infused with Rule 62. Don't take yourself so seriously. It's an after-fact. It's not like something you aspire to. It's an after-fact. It's like it says. You'll lose interest in yourself and gain interest in others. How the hell could you do that? If you try to do that, that'd be interest in you. You're never going to get out of the imaginary in you're trying to get out of. You have to see you've never been in it. And bam, oh, your mind opens up. Big M mind. Yeah, things become obvious. Metaphysical questions are mute. You know, I have questions about where are my keys. I don't have questions about what's going on here. Is this God's will? Give me a fucking ray. It's like seeing the trees and missing the whole forest. 
<laughs> so there is a solution, and you're it. Oh, I can't be. Why? Well, I did this, and I did that. Yeah, your action figure, as an action figure, it seems like you did it. And there'll be no, there's no, you're never not going to be convicted in the court of the mental state. You are, been, you're just living, we're living out our sentences, really. I mean, we've appealed, we've, please give me a little, let me have a two-month long relationship at least once. Come on, please. Let it let me not flip out at this picnic on July 4th, please. You know? I mean our idea of success has become so small under this tyranny of self. Yeah. I'll do almost anything. Just give me a break. Okay, well, Call up the mental accounting room. Has he accrued enough value? No, get more, do more. Meditate longer and work out harder and look better. And That is never going to be enough. It's a slavery. It's like the urban renewal project that your head takes you to be is never going to end. It budgets so much of your interest attention to what was and what's going to be. It's missing out on the best place to invest, which is right now. So you can't get out of what you've never been in. Self cannot get out of self. So fuck all your efforts and thoughts. If they're held as you, are never going to get out of that you you're held as. Ever. Ever. Oh, you'll feel a little better, of course. That's how you make yourself feel. You imagine the cell's bigger, so it makes you feel better in the cell. But you're still in the cell. There's always going to be the bondage of self. Just like Bill W. says, the person in self-seeking can be virtuous and kind and be really nice. It's not always evil and vindictive. It manifests both ways. It's just, it's just offering... Something that you, as the glue, can bind to. See? That's all the self thing's doing. It says in recovery, where does the problem reside? In the mind. What, what part of mind? In the thought system, yes? Where else do you navigate most of your days from? In the thought system. What tells you how they work? And how they're going to be? The thought system. Your elbow isn't sending you a message it's going to be a bad 2016. It fucking has no clue whatsoever. Yeah? It's only up here. And the only th- and it's always false evidence appearing real. So how does it get the sense of being so real from us? It can't get it anywhere else. Its basic quality is it's false. How can it acquire reality? The reality or realness would negate it. Yeah? But it, it acquires reality from reality. Us. Us not as this, but us as big M mind. We lend our reality to things because we're identified as a thing. And then we suffer the slings and arrows of that, but we don't want to get to the root of it. We just want to get a break. We want to make... I just, you know... It's like, as long as I get one degree cooler hell than you, I'll feel like I'm doing better, you know? It's like fucking everyone's on the, uh, on the side, in the insi- same asylum. It doesn't matter if you park right near the end exit door, you're still in the asylum. So you get to the exact nature of the wrong. There is no exact nature of the wrong. The exact nature of the wrong has, doesn't have a nature. It's acquired a nature, a somewhat weird hybrid of consciousness and body that's called me. There's only one me in this whole fucking world. Even though I'm surrounded by yous, and from their point of view, I'm a you, I beg to differ. No, I'm a special you. You have no idea how this you, as me, feels and thinks. But it sounds like I think and feel and do the same shit that you as a Ford does. And it dawns on this, I drive, I drive like a Ford, I say, I'm a Ford. And then you think that's the end of it? No, I'm a Ford, and therefore you're not. 
I am an alcoholic. I am all those things I did that I've been trying to avoid. Let it land on me, because when you allow it to land on you, it reveals its real nature, which it's unreal. You've given it all the meaning it has. You be an alcoholic who's actively alcoholic is in denial of alcoholism. Yeah? When you admit your alcoholism, you get relieved from the active experience of being an alcoholic. That's how it works. When you finally admit it, let it all catch up to you. Oh, because one, while we're trying to make it unreal, it's as real as real can be. Your secrets are as real as real can be. They may be dominating your life, and they have no existence other than the one you're afraid they have. One secret. Remember they said it? You know, you're sick as your secrets. One secret can cause a great illness, a great emotional mental illness for your whole fucking life. One secret, because of the way it's being held. I never want anyone to ever find out, and it's like a weather front that's over you all fucking day and the rest of your freaking life. Drinking so you don't look at it, tapping and dancing so no one figures it out. I remember I told the one, I had one when I was 11. I'm not telling anyone tonight, but uh, <laughs> I've already, t- you know, I already checked everyone out. I, went, I don't want to trust you with it. It's too important. But I had one for when I was doing some weird behavior when I was 11. And this was about 36 years old. I got sober, so it had occupied my penthouse for like 25 years. <laughs> I paid rent. I could never go in there. <laughs> Security guards watching it, making sure no one ever finds out. It was like unbelievable. I supported this whole mental, this whole imaginary realm. Don't let anyone ever know. So I finally had a chance in the fourth step when we share the fifth step when we share writings we've done about our resentments and fears and harming other people and the pursuit of what we want. And they say, Why don't you use this opportunity to get out your secrets? So I said, Fucking yeah, I'm going for it. So I swear to God, when I finally said it, the guy did it he said, What? I didn't hear it. And I had to say it twice. I had sworn I'd never say it all. I said it twice in like a one minute span. And of course what happened? Total dissipation. All those windows that were closed in the storage unit opened up, and then all this space was there. It was like a huge reclamation of space that had been taken over by this one fucking false resident, you know? There's a principle in that. Why keep thinking it was only one random act? It's a principle. Everything is revealed in one little, one little splice of the mental loop that's going on all day. One little example of selfing will tell you everything you need to know about selfing. One little, one little bit. People call me up, oh, oh I just wanted to call you up. I really like what you had to say about selfing. I've been selfing all day. That's not it. The feeling of being the you that's been selfing all day, that's the selfing. The feeling of being a you. Or they say, oh, the selfing has been driving me crazy. No, that's not it. What's being driven crazy is the selfing. That's the product. Not the selfing. The selfing is, an, is like an advertisement. It's like a pointing. It's like an indicating. It's assuming something. The mind itself makes the leap into the identification as, a, as an image, as a body. It can never make you that but you can appear to be that to yourself. You see it, it's so simple. It's here, here's a book. Yes, book. Okay? I'll change everything about it. It's my book. What's the book being used to do now? Point to the owner. Yes? Book, my book. Totally different. Money, I wish everyone to have a lot of money. My money, fuck all of you. You're not seeing any of it. Yeah? Totally different. The money's the same. It's what precedes it. Actions, what precedes it, not what comes after. Thoughts, what precedes it, not what comes after. Feelings, what precedes it, not what comes after. The my is giving all the meaning to all the feelings that come by your little screen. The my is affecting all the thoughts that are going by your screen. The mind is affecting all the actions that seem to be happening from you. There, that's where the bondage lies. It's not in the actions, it's not in the thoughts, it's not in the feelings. It's in, I'm the actor, I'm the thinker, I'm the feeler. 
That's the bondage of self. The thoughts, the feelings, the actions are being used to produce the bondage of self. They're facilitating an intention, a mental intention, to become God. To play God in this little kingdom of its own and have you, you the real God in a sense, bow down to it all day by being by cringing at its effects or as, it, as its future effects or its past effects. It gets the reflection of God by having God obedient to it in a sense. It gets its juice from us. And we're giving to it willingly through identification as what we're not. And then we want to bitch and moan about everything, but we never get bound down to the root of it. Let's just say, let's say there was like... Let's say I was a therapist, a psychiatrist. I even had more letters after my name. And I decided I was going to specialize in what's not happening. Yeah? So I have a secretary there. She could make about 50, 50 uh, appointments for every day. I'd be a millionaire in like three weeks. Because the person would come in, they would you know, they, they sign up for an hour, but as soon as they started to go on what was driving them crazy, yeah, I would say, that's not happening. And they would, of course, their reaction would be, but, and I say, that's not happening. See you next week. You know what I mean? Next person, oh, I got a lot to tell. What? I can't feel it, taste it, touch it. Where is it? What's dominating you right now beyond feeling, tasting, touching, seeing, and smelling? It's not so. How can it seem to be so unless... What so is allowing that to happen? How can an imaginary place, a dead field, quote-unquote the past, keep producing crops that are appearing now? Or the future? How can a future field have such huge harvests of anxiety and concerns? It's not the field. It's not, there's no crop there. Your mind's making it up. In the Petri dish of reliance on self, fear is begotten. It's, oh, I don't know, I don't believe that. Well, read the freaking book if you're in AA. Why are you in so much fear? Bill W. asks you the question. Well, let me think. It was my mother. That person, yes, they didn't love me when I was a kid. I didn't get enough approval. No, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? What? Oh, yeah. Okay, so self-reliance seems to be prior to the fear. So, what would happen if self-reliance was shifted? Maybe, just maybe, there would be a a tremor in the field of of fear. (laughs) That constant may break up a little. Maybe there'll be a a smooth you know, maybe, who knows? I'm going to follow the lead. They were right about alcohol, so we're going to go this way, you know? Okay, what happens? So, if reliance on self, where, what would address the reliance on self? Or what would be reliance on self? How can you demonstrate or explain what reliance on self is? It's devotion to the thoughts. From the mental, the thought system that's infected with alcoholism. You're believing what's not believable. And it's producing, it's mimicking the effects, the physiological effects of fear, but without any apparent threat. It's, ha- it's making it up. It's producing anxiety based on what's not happening. And yet, it feels like fear all day. When your body's probably equipped to feel maybe a real fearful situation 20, 30 times in life, you're doing that before 12 a.m., 12 p.m. You got, you're getting buzzed all day. <gasps> I mean, how can you have any peace of mind if when you're getting shocked all freaking day? When there's like seismic little shudders and then the big one's coming up there, you know? Like little earth tremors, the big one. I'm go- oh, this is like, I work with people, the problem, this is the problem. I said, well, this is the new version of the problem because you just told me the problem was a month ago. Oh, that wasn't, this is the problem. Oh, okay, sure. So this is the one, right? 
I'm going to mark it down, March 10th, so when you come back in June and you tell me, this is the one's happening. Well, this is the one. <laughs> this is what. You don't see it? <laughs> I swear, all those dolls, your, your ninja samurai swordsing with, you got to see the video. Because you're... <coughs> <laughs> your, your, all your interest and attention is keeping them afloat. You don't see that. You only see it. Oh, they're coming at me. You don't see your role. It's like Fight Club, where at the end he was punching himself the whole time. He had this imaginary person, but on the video he's just killing himself. What? Why would I ever do that exactly? But when oh, this other oh, I'm really waiting for the big one. I can tell. I'm going to be destitute. I know it's a year from now. You're not even worried about destitution. You're worried, you're reacting to the meaning your head's giving to destitution. You're not worried about someone leaving. You're worried about the meaning that you give to someone leaving. You're never worried about what you think you're worried about. You're worried about the meaning you've given it. And you haven't given it the meaning. The mental state has given it the meaning. Your meaning would maybe be totally different like when you were a kid. Instead, we got, it's, we got, we, the possibility was replaced by this, this like horizontal possibility over and over again. Instead of being okay, we hope that I will be okay. You know what I mean? Instead of making this moment great, I'm waiting for that great moment. Yes, yeah. We want to like, we just like a victim, we want everything to be done to us. You know, come on, perform, entertain me, keep me amused. And of course, whatever you make as a savior, you're going to hate it because it's not going to save your ass because you don't need to be saved. It's all set up for everyone to fail. You've got your rules and regulations. No one can ever pass your requirement test. And then at the end, you see, I was right. They fucking failed me. Those women have failed me ever since I... And the story spills out again. And you know what? It brings you absolutely no... Not even mental satisfaction. You're just fucking empty as you've always been. But you're right. You know, oh, I'm right. Oh, fucking great. Go home with that. Go home with the rightness. <laughs> Man, if I, was in, if I was a newcomer in AA... No, I would love to have someone say, listen, bro, the only thing you really need to pray for is the ability to be convinced. Just become convinced about what's actually going on and you'll have no fucking problem moving along this process because you'll realize I'm not managerial quality. I'm just not managerial quality. I have fucking ruined myself over and over and over again my way of thinking is exactly opposite of what would work. On very big levels. Like big, big levels. Not like little, oh, I, should, I shouldn't have had that coffee cake. I mean, running in an alley from the cops, a dead end alley. You know, things like that. You know what I mean? Fucking things that really had a big effect on the action figure. I mean, I always did the exact wrong thing at the exact moment. It's amazing that we're alive still. Seriously. I've been run over twice in one night. I mean, shot at. Fucking overdosed tons of times. It's just fucking amazing. But something had a different plan for the action figure. And for me, it didn't come from any volition. It downloaded. It intervened on this little action figure and changed the course of its destiny. Like, it'll be 27 years on Saturday. It's, and I've been just... It's been like a big wave finally showed up in my life and has never let me out of it. It just keeps pushing me. Because you never arrive at the shore. You just keep on keeping on. Yeah? And all these little topics, oh, what? I can't go there. They said this word God. Give me a fucking book. Just right by the wall. I mean, if I'm dying of thirst, I'm not going to make a critique on. I don't like the shirt the guy's wearing bringing me the water. I'll give me the fucking water. You know what I mean? I'm not, wait a minute. I'm not taking the water from you. 
I don't like your look. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, give me that water. You have to have a sober assessment. If something that you could find would bring out the best in you, and you have been obviously what has been mining you for a long time has not. Yeah? So if I admit the failedness of what I've been relying on, it's not your failing, it's what I've been relying on. What's been guiding me in this life has an insane agenda. It wants to eat its own tail. It just wants to keep on keeping on turning back on itself and getting more and more mutated, yes? Think more and more neuroses and selfings and all this shit, just going deeper and deeper into this fucking mental labyrinth that doesn't go anywhere. It's like having a marathon runner in a four-by-four closet, just running over and over itself. It can't stop running, it's just over and over. Jesus Christ. There is a solution. If you're here and you're in recovery, that's the way. If you're not here, there's still the solution. Because what we're sharing will initiate or incite something in you that's the the solution. Your own nature. Your own nature of not being a thing. We need a little non-thingness into this world of thingness. You're not going to get likeness from things with other things. You You get likeness with things from no thing. Yeah. from recognizing another aspect of you that's not built on things and time and experience, but it's much, 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 much larger. It doesn't have self in any of it. It's not a self-centered system. It's not even a system at all. But it will download, but the downloads will be vertical, not horizontal, which is what the mental state does. It's always talking about yesterday, right over the moment now and projecting onto a future. It's purely horizontal. And the light, the sunlight of the spirit is vertical. It comes in and intersects every bit of every story in time. The timelessness is there. So your solution is always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary. Just become aware of it. How can you become aware of it? By losing interest in the self, by forgetting the self, like St. Francis says. I think you'll be reborn by forgetting, by self-forgetting some great shit's going to (laughs) happen. Basically, that's what he says. Or like an old Zen master, Dogen, said, to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget the self. When you learn about what you are, you'll realize you're not, and you'll lose interest in it. (laughs) Simple as that. If you really learned about what you think you are, you would lose interest in it because the biggest bond is that you believe it's you, and that would be broken. You would see that, hey, if I'm not that, I can be free of it. Instead of trying to be free as it, or include it, or therapize it to make it sociable somewhat, you'll just walk away. And when it starts crying and asking for you, you won't look back, because you're the entanglement, the core that has you attached to it, it's you. It's always about you that keeps your interest in it. If you had a snippet of my head stuff, my narration of this day in your head, and you knew it was mine, you would have turned the channel off like that. The first second, you wouldn't even get to the advertisements, you know. First second, fuck, this is unbelievable. But when we take it to be about us, we're listening to it for 40, 50 years. It's like... We just refuse. It's like K-Paul all the time. Golden oldies projecting into some future hit. <laughs> unclear channel. You know that clear channel? It's unclear channel. We're all, we're all on the conglomerate of unclear channel. We all bought into the same system. Self-centeredness. Yeah. Alcoholics and addicts are just extreme examples of it, that's all. But the same system, everyone seems to have it. It's like the, we all have the same helmet, yeah? And everyone's afraid to take it off. One person takes it off, hey, it's totally okay. Oh, no, no, no. You know, but then the next, hopefully next, and now after a while, Jesus Christ, I was suffocating in that fucking interpretation. Hmm.
they're subdued tonight. They usually talk in tongues, and then we have some karaoke hymnals going on. It's subdued. Almonds mayonnaise, dollar fifty. <laughs> Stock his tuna, fifty-five. <laughs> 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 I'll take one. Okay, it's old. All right. Well, that's it. Any questions? You know, I hey, Tony. I put out a book. Like, oh, he's in deep. He's in deep, he fell asleep. <laughs> He's in deep meditation. <laughs> All right, so there are no questions. All right, you want to end with a prayer? Oh, Pastor Basket, yes. to a point I'll do anything. Valencia is right in the mission. It's really nice. There. Thank you. Got some eclectic little shops. Huh? 24th Street. 24th Street. But I like Valencia better. It's flat. Yeah, you can go. You can go if you want. All right. You want to we'll say a prayer? <laughs>
I gotta get going soon. Yeah, I was the only guy in there. I love it, and it was perfect. And I knew you were doing that. I just write it out, and that's what I haven't done. You got it. I have. That's why we do it. That's how we do it. I haven't.